what's the word? And Buddy, we're excited to have you on with us today. Thanks for being here. Make sure that you take the time right now to share the broadcast. If you're on Facebook, just hit the share button. If you're on YouTube, hit the share button and then hit the like copy link button. And send this to somebody who you know has been dealing with pressure, has been feeling pressure. Because today we're going to address some of these questions of, you know, why are we feeling pressure? Is pressure from God? How to handle pressure? All that good stuff. So this is a broadcast that's going to help people make sure that you take the time to share it and do all all that good stuff. And as we're getting started, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from. So that way we can say hi to you. We know who's on. And yeah, happy Tuesday. Hope it's been a good one. And if you're watching on Twitch. Yeah. You just kind of ignore the Twitch views. I don't know how Twitch works, but hi, there, Twitch if people. There's, if there's a share <laughs> button, you can click that too, maybe, yeah. if there is one. Yeah. You know, Twitch. We're, we're on Twitch, guys, if you didn't know that. <laughs> we're on Twitch. We, if, if, you're, if you use yeah, we were on Periscope too, but may it rest in peace. Yeah. Peace is. So, so long, Periscope. Bye. But, it was nice while it lasted. Yeah, but it's gone now, so just YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You're important too. <laughs> uh, Rachel says, aloha, friends, because she felt fancy. So she felt like saying aloha. Is speaking Hawaiian a very fancy? It is for Rachel, fun? who oh. lives here in the South. Not uh, in Hawaii uh, South, like the North Carolina South, the South of barbecue, mm -hmm. not South where surfing is. Okay. I realized as I said that Hawaii is too in the South, but it's just very different. That's true. Yeah. It's probably Souther than us. It is Souther than us, for mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> Kevin Wiki says, what's Twitch? It's like a gaming platform, right? Pretty much, yeah. Like a live stream gaming platform. Yeah. But we're on there too. So yeah. gamers, Facebookers, YouTubers, we, we've got them all. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Boom. So today we, <laughs> we're going to hop in and talk about pressure because if you, maybe you guys have never dealt with this, but we have <coughs> encountered the pressure of coughing um, or choking on saliva. Like that's been a pressure, you know, Pressure is something that most people experience at some point in some way, shape, or form. And a lot of times we haven't known, I haven't known what to do with it when it comes. Mm. Is this right to be feeling? Is this like, is this an attack of the enemy and all the forces of hell are against me? Like, is this my fault? Like, is this God punishing me? Like, all those questions come up. And so instead of it being some sort of confusing thing where all of, because of pressure, we end up in a trap, we wanted to take some time today and just kind of go through some of these questions. So as we're hopping in, be thinking of questions that you may have had or things that you face when dealing with pressure, and we're going to address them. But right out the gate, we're going to let you know the answer. Does God send pressure to people? Do you think he does? Um. Did you think he did? <laughs> Uh, I used to. Yeah. I used to for sure because um, I used to think that everything that happened in my life was God's will. Yeah. And, you know, when you have that mentality, then whatever comes your way, you're like, this must be God. Yeah. But uh, it's not always God. Yeah. You know, um, that you can see that pretty evidently in Scripture. You know, God is willing that none should perish. Yeah. But that all should come to repentance. Um, but every time your heart beats, someone dies and goes to hell. So just because something is God's will doesn't mean that, it always happens. Right. Uh, it's it's a lot of it is up to us to to understand what God has said in His Word and to right. apply that. Um, well, Kevin like, Nowicki has answered and said no. 
it's uh, not. <laughs> I, I thought he was saying new. Like a cow, but with an N. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well, like one of the things I was thinking, and this is why it's important for us to talk about this too, um, is you know when pressure comes, if we're not prepared, yeah. You know, if we're not prepared to to handle and deal with it, when that pressure seems to just be so weighing on, we can't even think right. We can't yeah. even think properly to really be able to 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 really be able to fight it unless we're prepared. Uh, to think properly or we're prepared so that when that pressure comes we know how to react to it. So yeah. it's important for like you're you're doing a good thing by watching this broadcast. Um, you're doing a good thing by watching this broadcast because you're preparing yourself yeah. so that when certain pressures might come on you, you'll actually be equipped to, to deal with it properly. Right. But anyway, to answer the question. <laughs> I just realized I talked a lot in week. You're fine, do whatever. No. No. Yeah. It's not like yeah. God, he tells us in the word that he causes all things to come together for the good of those who love him. Mm -hmm. But I haven't yet found a verse in scripture that says God leads his children by pressure. Mm -hmm. God doesn't, he's not the author of confusion or despair mm -hmm. or pressure. It tells us that in Romans eight fourteen that for all who are being led by the spirit of God, they are the children of God. They're yeah. the sons of God. Mm -hmm. So if we're being led by the spirit, that's how we know that we're of God. Well, what is God's spirit then? If he's leading us and it's his spirit doing it, then what does the spirit sound like? Love, joy, peace, patience, mm -hmm. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in that description does it say that the Spirit of God is a hard taskmaster mm -hmm. who uses pressure and mm -hmm. fear to push his children mm -hmm. into making decisions. And a lot of times that's what pressure does is it tries to force people into reacting or making a decision that's solely based by the mind, will, and emotions. Mm -hmm. And God yeah. doesn't lead his people that way. He gives them options. Yeah, well, the Bible says that we will be led forth in peace. Yeah. You know, God doesn't, God, and, you know, pressure, is pressure rooted and grounded in peace? No, it's actually the opposite. It's rooted and grounded in fear and anxiety. And, well, if I don't make a decision right now, like, what, you know, is yeah. it going to work out? No, no, no. God leads us in peace. You know, the Bible says that he keeps you in perfect peace if your eyes are on him. Yeah. He doesn't keep us in pressure. He doesn't keep, you know, his thumb on us and he's like putting pressure on us and trying to, all right, you got to make a decision now or else things are going to fall apart. Yeah. Like, like that's not how God operates. God doesn't operate by fear. Uh, there's no fear in love and perfect love casts out fear and God is love. Yeah. So, so if we're operating under God's system, there's not that pressure. There's not that fear. There's not that anxiety. There's peace. And that's yeah. what leads us forth. That's, yeah. what, that's what we're led forth by. Well, and you think, go through all the stories in the Bible of all the people who have, like, missed it with God mm -hmm. and how easy it would have been for God, like, with um, with Moses in the burning bush. Like, Moses, I want you to, like, be my person who, like, leads the people and whatever. And, no, God, I can't. No, God, I can't. I stutter too much. I can't. Mm -hmm. He, like, he could have very easily, like, <laughs> lit Moses on fire and been like... Moses, go do this thing. But right. he he's patient. He's kind. He's gentle. Right. You know, in the midst of people's mess ups, God's a God of forgiveness. And he's a God who is all for, you know, restoration and learning. He's, he's a forgiving God. So he's not the God who uses pressure to yeah. force us to move quicker. Mm -hmm. He's a loving God. Love is a choice. Yeah. 
and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. But love's a choice. Because God loves us, he gives us choices. Pressure yeah. tries to remove the choices from us and force us into that decision. But God, that's not how he operates. Yeah, yeah. He go, he operates by love. Yeah. Joy, peace, patience, guidance, gentleness, and self-control. And, and like, you know, not, none of that is anything that puts weight on a person. Yeah. You know, God doesn't put weight on people. He actually takes weights off of people. God yeah. doesn't burden people. He removes burdens. Right. Uh, you can put that in the comments. God is not adding burdens to me. He's removing burdens. Right. What did Jesus say? Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I'll give you rest. Right. And you'll find rest for your souls. He says, for I am meek and lowly at heart, for my yoke is easy. easy. My burden is light. So he's saying, he's saying, there is something that I will put on you, but what I'm putting on you it's not going to add pressure. It's not going to add weight. It's not right. going to be hard and heavy. You know, like people, like I've heard people say, well, God never promised it would be easy, but he did. <laughs> Jesus said, if, if you're coming to me what, and you're doing only what I've put on you, yeah. it's going to be easy and light. The reason why a lot of times it's hard and heavy is because we're putting on burdens that God never told us to put on. Yeah. Um, he says, cast your cares on me because I care for you. This is literally who God is. He's not one who gives burdens. He's one who removes and takes burdens. Yeah. Yeah. And so just right out the gate, no, God is not the one to add pressure onto yeah. your life. However, he will use it. He, he is a God who is very, um, he's very ingenious in that way. Like when something is there and it's applying pressure to us, God's a God who the verse that we quoted at the beginning, who takes all things and works them yeah. together for the good of those who love him. Mm -hmm. So he's like the ultimate spin master. Like something could be adding pressure to us and we'll get yeah. into like, what are some of those things? But before we even get there, if you've been feeling any pressure lately, regardless of where it's been coming from, God's the God who will not yeah. allow us to face a temptation without providing us a way of escape. Yeah. Period. He's mm -hmm. a God who provides for us a way of escape mm -hmm. through every temptation, yeah. every bit of pressure, mm -hmm. every trial. He's already got it worked out. We're going to move higher through it. He's mm -hmm. got a solution. He is good. So no matter what has been happening, God is able yeah. and he is faithful mm -hmm. to see us through every single thing that would try to come against us in our life. He's yeah. that good. Yeah, you're, you're recording 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Mm -hmm. God is, uh, there's no temptation, or we can even just add pressure to that. You know, yeah. no temptation to give in to pressure. You yeah. know, that is not common to mankind. But God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted or pressed beyond what you can bear. Right. But when you are tempted or pressed, he'll give you a way of escape. Yeah. You know, he'll give you a way out so that you can stand up under, so that you can endure it. God's yeah. the one who provides the way out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if it's not from God, where is pressure coming from then? Like, and I feel like we can all very comfortably confirm, no, pressure doesn't come from God. And just that alone, let the peace of that wash yeah. over you. Yeah. I remember when I first heard, you know, that God doesn't use pressure or fear to lead his children. Mm automatically that just cuts so much pressure out of yeah. my life because you were mentioning it earlier, the fear of, well, God causes every single thing to happen in my yeah. life. So I'm just learning through this. Mm -hmm. I, I got cancer so I could learn through cancer, mm -hmm. yeah. all these things. And that's not how he works. So yeah. knowing that God is not the God of cancer, mm -hmm. he's not the yeah. God of sickness, disease. Mm -hmm. That's not who he is. Yeah. Let 
peace come into your mm -hmm. life that you don't have to yeah. live in a state of pressure. Yeah. That's not who you're called to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, just in, in light of that, like having that, that mentality that, you know, God's the author of everything, literally like I, I, that would put you in a constant fear of at any moment yeah. he could strike any of my loved ones with, with a sickness and right. kill them, you know? And, and that's how we think God, God operates. But no, he operates by love. Everything he does is done by love. And, and you know, if I were to strike my wife, with a sickness or something, right. if I had that power. Uh, I wouldn't be a good husband. Right. You know, if I poisoned her food, I wouldn't be a good husband. I'd be a bad husband. I'd yeah. go to jail, you know. And, and But God doesn't want, uh, God doesn't want to lead us by, want, he doesn't want to teach us by pressure. He doesn't want to teach us by destruction. He wants yeah. to teach us by instruction. Yeah. You know, and, and how does he do that? By giving us his word, showing us, hey, if you study this word, Joshua 1.8, you'll prosper and succeed in all yeah. that you do. You know, we got to be, we got to make sure that everything that we believe and all our doctrines and stuff like that is based on what God has said, yeah. not just what on someone told me in a sermon once, yeah. you know. So put that in the comments. Y'all are being kind of quiet in the comments today. Put these in the comments. What will happen is as people are coming back through this message and watching it, your comments, they'll spur somebody on. It'll lead yeah. them to encouragement. It'll lead them to not just be hearing the word, but seeing it in front of their faces. Yeah. So as points are being made, like write them down and let your excitement excite somebody else. That's yeah. biblical. In the word, it says when Paul and Silas were thrown in jail and they were in there at midnight, they singing and praising God, yeah. their praises set somebody else free. Your revelation yeah. of what the word says about who God is, as yeah. you're commenting it, it could set somebody else free in the yeah. comments. You never know what God is able to use. So as we're making points or it's not us doing it, it's the Lord. Put those things in there. Like what Buddy just said, God is not the God of fear or pressure. Put that in the comments right now. God is not the God of fear or pressure. Yeah. He's a God who moves by love. God is not yeah. a God of fear or pressure. He's a God who moves by love. Yeah. So if he's not the one who is, you know, adding pressure, where does it come from? And I'm sure that there are other sources that pressure could come from. But the three main ones that stuck out, you know, this morning to us, there can be demonic pressure. Mm -hmm. There can be self-induced pressure. Mm -hmm. And there can be pressure on the flesh. And I, I think those are like the three main areas that people deal with are demonic pressure, self-induced pressure, and then pressure on the flesh. And I think the first one, demonic pressure, is the pressure that most people in the church anyway would like to believe that they're facing all the time. Because <laughs> it's the easiest to like point the finger and be like, the devil did it to me. That bill that came in the mail today, that was the devil's work in my life. Dumb devil. When it was actually, you know, your credit card or something. <laughs> like, yeah. The lights went out. Let's rebuke the devil. No, you just didn't pay your... Your electric bill. <laughs> it's the devil. Uh, okay. <laughs> and it, we're laughing, but it's not to downplay it. Like there yeah. is demonic oppression. Like yeah. that, that stuff is real. Mm. But God is the one who's unlimited with mm. unlimited resources, yeah. unlimited power, mm. unlimited ideas and wisdom. Yes. The devil is very limited. Yeah. Like he only took a third of the angels with him. He's not like causing demons to reproduce under his creation. Like yeah. he's only got a, such a supply. Mm. So Satan isn't just going around being like, I'm going to mess buddy today and Kevin today. I'm just going to be. Mm. 
he doesn't have that kind of time. Yeah. But demonic oppression is a legitimate thing. Demonic yeah. pressure is real. Mm -hmm. It's just not always as common as we like to think it is. Yeah. Well, you also got to take into account what Jesus said. All authority in heaven and, and on earth has been given to me. Yeah. That, like he's talking about post-cross. That means that whatever authority and power the devil had yeah. has been stripped away from him. So the only power and authority that he has in our lives are, is the power and authority that we actually hand over to right. him. Because Jesus said, I'm going to give it, like I, t I took it, now I'm giving it to you. Right. So now that we have that power and that authority, because he says, all, all of it has been given to me, therefore go. He's like literally giving us that power. That's what the Holy Spirit is. You know, but so, so now, because the Bible also says that um, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth, he's given it to men. Right. So, so in that context now, there's an authority that's been given to us, given to mankind. And the only way the devil can actually apply pressure to my life is if I actually hand him the power to do right. so. You know, and so, but, but if, but if I hand him that power, now he actually has the power to do it. Right. Life. And, and so, and so he has the ability to do that if I hand it to him. Yeah. He's the tempter. Yeah. You know, he's the deceiver of the brethren, mm -hmm. the only, and the accuser of the brethren. Yeah. The only thing that he has available to him mm -hmm. is the ability to deceive. Yeah. Period. Mm -hmm. So what the yeah. enemy does is he'll come and he'll try to plant a lie or he'll try and trick us or something <coughs> like that. Yeah. And if we give in to him, mm -hmm. that's when, you know, demonic pressure mm -hmm. is there, yeah. is when we have given in to the devil in that way. Yeah. You know, in... Um, in John 10, 10, just to back this with scripture, so that yeah. way it's not Buddy and I are making a weird mm -hmm. list. Yeah. John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. That's what his job is, is he's a stealer, a thief, and a mm -hmm. destroyer. But Jesus immediately follows that up with, okay, this is who he is, mm -hmm. but I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. Mm -hmm. So yes, there's demonic pressure that could come, but it's already handled. Yeah. It's already handled. Mm -hmm. In Ephesians 6.12, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Our struggles against the rulers, against powers, against the world forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Yeah. That is what's going on. There is a spiritual realm to it. But yeah. Exactly what Buddy just said. It's already done. Mm -hmm. It's all, you already have, we already have victory yeah. over it. We're already seated in heavenly places with Christ as yeah. soon as we make him our Lord and Savior. We already are able mm -hmm. to, to be victorious and walk that out. Mm -hmm. But when it comes, yeah. it can feel insurmountable. Yeah, yeah. It can feel like, how am I ever going to be able to overcome this? You know, because like you said, you know, uh, the devil works by deception. Yeah. He, and that's kind of the tools that he uses. He gets us to believe one way, contrary to the word. And then we can, we can, when we believe that way, we can yield to things that we never intended to yield yeah. to. And that'll cause pressure. That'll cause weight. That'll cause, you know, burdens that Jesus never intended for us to walk in. Mm -hmm. and, and so what we need to do is we need to first and foremost recognize that I actually have authority over this. You know, I have authority over any demonic yeah. deception or any demonic lie. You know, one of the best things that you can do is pray this regularly. Ephesians chapter 1, Father, mm -hmm. give me a spirit of wisdom yeah. and revelation in the knowledge of you. God, let the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. And when you're praying that, you're literally praying, God, expose my eyes to any deceptions yep. that the enemy might try to come my way. You know, there's one thing that I pray regularly. It's, Lord, 
lead me away from deception. Yeah. And actually, I was reading this morning in First uh, Corinthians, you know, where, where Paul was talking about, you know, worldly wisdom and godly wisdom and that there's a difference between the two. But he was talking about how um, when you are of the spirit, when you're seeking the spirit, um, you'll know, you know, you'll know what's right. You'll know yeah. what's wrong. You know, uh, Jesus says, uh, John quotes Jesus when he said, you know, um, he says, if you seek to do his will, you'll know concerning doctrine. Yeah. You'll know what's of God and what's not of God. And what are we doing when we're doing all this? James uh, 4, 7. We're submitting to God. Yeah. You know, we're, we're seeking the Lord. We're submitting to God. And we're resisting the devil. Yeah. And when, we're, when we do that, uh, James 4, 7, submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from yeah. you. And that, you know, just to add on to that, how, here's, here's a way to identify when it's about to happen. How did he tempt Jesus? You know, always go to the word. Mm -hmm. Always go to the word. Yeah. How did he tempt Jesus? With a thought, with a yeah. deception. Mm -hmm. He came and tried to get him to do something out of the will of God. It's yeah. vital to know the word. Yeah. It's vital to know mm. who you are in the yeah. word. It's vital to know what the word says. Yeah. It's our weapon. If you look at the armor of God, the only weapon that we have is the word. That's yeah. our weapon that we have to wield. Yeah. So when the enemy comes, he tr again, all he has is deception. Mm -hmm. But if we will know the word and wield that word against him, yeah. that's how we submit to God. God yeah. has laid out instructions for us in his word, mm -hmm. and he's told us exactly how to yeah. win every single time. Mm -hmm. So when we submit to God, a lot of times, like that's the part that's skipped over is, mm -hmm. you know, submit to God, resist the devil, submit to God, but resist the devil. Mm -hmm. you, you resist him by submitting. Yeah. Like, so how do you handle <laughs> demonic pressure? Mm -hmm. You submit to God. Mm -hmm. You know the word. Yeah. You do what the word says to do. You're mm -hmm. obedient. Yeah. You're humble. Yeah. You're constantly examining mm -hmm. yourself and yeah. judging yourself yeah. right. And then what the word says to do, do the word. Yeah. So when you submit to God mm -hmm. fully, the yeah. full counsel of the word, and you resist the devil, mm -hmm. he has to flee because yeah. the word says it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has no other choice. Yeah. Because he's bound by the word. Yes. You know, and, and the enemy cannot point. do anything outside of what the word says. Yeah. Um, and, so, and so if the word says you submit to, to God and resist the devil and he will flee, he has no other choice. He's bound to this word. He's bound to this word because this word is law. Yeah. You know, this word is more law than any law that, that we can make in the United States. You mm -hmm. know, this word, it, it's, since, since this is the word of God, yeah. it's, it's laws and its rules and, its, and what it says has been grafted into the fabric of reality. So that if I choose to submit to God and resist the devil, there's no other option. Yeah. There's no other outcome. He must flee. Yeah. There's no other option. And so, and so when that pressure starts coming, like when, when I start, if I start feeling some demonic pressure on my life, first, the first thing I have to do is, okay, I'm going to submit to God. Yeah. God, what do you open my eyes? Show me what to do. I submit to you. And then in the strength of the Lord, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Uh, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff. If he is in me, then who can be against me, right? right. Greater is he. What, what, what am I? Who can stand against you? If God is if for God you, is for there you go. Yeah. I, I was getting around it and I couldn't get it. 
If the Lord is, if God is for you, who can stand against you? So when yeah. I'm submitting to God, what, demon, what, what dumb little devil can actually can, can uh, continue to add pressure to my yeah. life? No, the, I mean, you look in uh, Mark chapter 16. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils. Yeah. You know, that, that's the, where he started. These signs follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They'll, yeah. they'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You know, all these different things. You know, but, but if, I, if I believe this word, then, then I'm going to submit to God, resist the devil, and yeah. it's going to work. Well, and you resist the devil mm. by knowing the voice of God. Yeah. You know, so often mm-hmm. people end up falling for his attacks because yeah. they don't know the difference. We haven't known the difference between the voice of the, our enemy and the voice of our Lord. Mm-hmm. And the word tells us that yeah. Jesus' sheep know his voice. Yeah. And a stranger's they will not follow. Those yeah. are two separate verses. Mm-hmm. But the sheep of Jesus should know the voice of Jesus. But yeah. how do we come to know his voice? Through his word. Yeah. Through intimate worship, praise, you know, through the word of God, through that intimate fellowship, we begin to know what his voice sounds like. Mm -hmm. The enemy comes and he tries to sound like (laughs) God because he's a jealous little thing that wants to be God, Mm -hmm. can't be, but he tries to copy him. Uh, The best that he can be is a counterfeit. So he comes as a counterfeit to try and trick the sons of God away from their father. But if we know our father's voice, Pastor tells the story of being able to snap his fingers in public when Luke was like four and or three and Luke turns around because he knew his father's snap. Mm-hmm. If we can do that physically here in this realm, how much more should we spiritually be able to know yeah. our father's voice? Yeah. So if we're to resist the devil, we've got to know the difference yeah. between his voice yeah. and our father's voice. That's true. Amen. So the first one, the first type of oppression, the first type of pressure that there can be, these don't come from God, Mm -hmm. is demonic pressure. That was number one. Mm -hmm. Now that's probably, my opinion on this, that's probably the least common Mm -hmm. of them. The second one is self-induced pressure, which... Mm -hmm. Again, my opinion, I feel like is probably much more common (laughs) than what people would like Mm. to believe. Yeah. Well, I mean, like just going back to what (laughs) Jesus said, you know, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Um, You know, one of the things I believe, I believe a majority of burnout that happens in the lives of people are because they took on things that... Jesus never told them to take on. They, they, well, I saw this minister do this, so I'll do that. Oh, I saw this, I read this in a book. I'm going to add that to my ministry. And they begin to pile on all these different things. And they're inducing their own pressure because mm-hmm. they're doing things that the Holy Spirit never actually told them to do. Mm-hmm. Well, this looks right. I'll do that. Oh, this job opportunity rose and it seems good. I'm going to go that way. Yeah. And instead of consulting the Lord and saying, God, what do you have for me? I'm just going to do my own thing and take on all these other things responsibilities and then I'm just going to get worn out because I'm doing all these things that if I'm doing these all these things outside of the will of God I'm operating in my own strength and when I'm operating in my own strength and not the grace of God you know strengthening me to do it I'm going to I'm going to 100% of the time I'm going to experience weight and pressure that God never intended me to have well if you're doing something outside the will of God you can't be in faith for it 
Because if God hasn't authored it, he hasn't then commissioned faith. And so if we're not in faith, we're in pride. So in those instances, you know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, we've taken Mm. on good thing. You know, we've taken on all these projects that Mm. other people seem to be doing, or maybe we're keeping up with the Joneses and seeing our neighbor has a new car. So we need a new car Mm. or a negative thing. You know, we started We started a little thing. Maybe God told you not to eat sweets or something and you did it for a week or two and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I think I'm good. And you start doing it again and all of a sudden this pressure and whatever comes and it's because of our disobedience. No matter which way it comes, we're not in faith. If God hasn't authored something, we're in pride. So we can't fully be in faith. And if we're not in faith, the word says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. God. So if we're not abiding in faith, by definition, we're abiding in sin. So if we're tr- all of a sudden yeah. executing all of these different plans and yeah. ideas and things that we want to do and God hasn't authored it, then yeah. what we've done is we've opened up the door for, for a whole bunch of pressure. Yeah. Because we thought we needed to do something instead of actually checking with God, which is then open the door to sin. Mm -hmm. You know, Genesis 4, 7, it said, if you do well, you will, will your face not be cheerful? Mm -hmm. And if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door. Doing well (laughs) is being obedient to the father. It's being obedient to his will and his ways. It says, so if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door and its desire is for you. Mm -hmm. Sin wants to grab a hold of you, but it's... It says its desires for you, but you must master it. Mm -hmm. God says you must do this. And if God says this old Testament, Mm -hmm. how much more is it new Testament for us to master sin? And sin is anything outside of faith. It's not just Mm -hmm. adultery and the great big ones. It's anything that's not full, complete obedience to the Lord. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that came to me is, uh, you know, unless the Lord builds a house, yeah. those who labor, labor in vain. Talk about pressure. I'm working, 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 and nothing's happening. Yeah. They're laboring in vain. Yeah. You know, they're, they're toiling, they're toiling, they're, they're striving and doing all these things, but they're not producing anything. And why? Because <laughs> the Lord's not building it. If the Lord's not building your house, if, if he's not the one establishing your steps, Everything is in vain. I, I was reading this this morning um, in 1 Corinthians, where, uh, where uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, verse 12. Now, if any man builds on a foundation with gold, silver, and precious hay, uh, stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident, for the day will show it, because it is to be revealed with fire. Yeah. And the fire itself will test the quality yeah. of each man's work. What's it testing? It's testing whether what that man's been doing yeah. is from God or not. Because anything that's from God is going to stand. Anything that's from God, we read that in Hebrews, right? Yeah. With a shaking, right? A shaking is going to happen, and and the things that were created by man, they'll fall. The things that were established by God will stand. He, he goes on to say this. Now, now picture this. A day is coming when you're going to stand face to face with God, and everything that you did in this life is going to be tested, mm-hmm. and, and it's going to be tested by fire. He, is, he says this in verse 14. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he'll receive a reward. Yeah. A reward. If any man's work, man's work 
work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet all at, so as through fire. Picture this. You're before God. You spend all your life doing all this labor, 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 and you're before God. And then, then he's like, all right, let's test your work. And then it's gone. Yeah. Ooh, it's gone. It, it didn't last because it wasn't from him. Yeah. Man, the, the Bible says right here, he'll suffer loss. Like, that's, that's, I mean, imagine the weight of that. Mm -hmm. Man, I, I thought I did all this for you. No, you did this for you. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Lord. Hey, I'm, you made it into heaven, praise God, because that's not based on works, but that's based on what Christ did for us. However, I want my work to stand. Yeah. I want what I'm doing to stand. And how do I do that? By ensuring that I'm not laboring in vain yeah. by doing only what he's called me to do. And when I'm doing all that he's called me to do, there's a grace in me. To where, to where I don't feel weight and pressure and I don't burn out because I know what I'm doing is established and ordained by God and He'll provide the grace for me to stand. Yeah. So what we need to do, like especially as believers, is we need to take an inventory of mm -hmm. our life right now. Yeah. Put that in the comments. I, Lord, help me take an inventory of what my life's work is. Yeah. Help me take inventory of that. Yeah. And that's what we need to do. But here's the great thing. You know, maybe we've been feeling some of this pressure. God is faithful. God's a faithful God. He is faithful. And his word tells us in John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just yeah. to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. So maybe yeah. there's been an area in our life where we haven't fully been in faith because <laughs> we haven't been fully submitted to God's instructions. Mm -hmm. God's faithful. Yeah. All it takes is a moment mm -hmm. and say, Lord, yeah. I'm so sorry. Mm. I've been building this structure that sucks. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry that I'm trying to build something that you never authored. Yeah. Please forgive me for that and help set me on the path that you have for me. Yeah. God designed a path for our lives and he's faithful yeah. to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. Anything that's not obedience to him is unrighteousness, but he's faithful yeah. to cleanse us. The moment we come to him, he's that good. Yeah. That even when we've just been missing it and missing it and missing yeah. it, he will cleanse us from it. Yeah. God will always meet you at a place of repentance. Always. Put that in the comments. God will always meet me at a place of repentance. So I could have been off track in building my own house for 10 years, you know, um, but... As soon as I, I recognize it and repent, God will meet me right there. Yeah. And, and he's able to restore the time. He's able to do, you know, what you spent 10 years trying to accomplish. God can accomplish it in a week, you yeah. know. But it's just, it, it, the reality is when I just turn to my God, yeah. he'll meet me there. So, like, it's like, it's like, um, it's like a GPS, right? You, I've been, I might have been going the wrong way for so long, but all my GPS says is recalculating. And then it'll get me right on the right path yeah. to where I'm supposed to go. Uh, you know, there was a time when Serena was my GPS and uh, like her voice, not not just her, but uh, like I had her voice as my GPS. And if I if I took a wrong turn, what she would say is, "Hope you don't follow the Holy Spirit like that." <laughs> um, and I was like, conviction. But uh, but but the reality though is, you know, God will always meet you at that place of repentance. He'll meet you and he'll guide you from that point forward. But yeah. you just got to submit to him, you know, confess your sin. He's faithful and righteous. He'll forgive you and cleanse yeah. you from all unrighteousness. Yeah. I was checking my phone because I thought that YouTube may have gone away. But Holly Shaver proved to me that people are still on YouTube. <laughs> Amen. 
Facebook is far out, like, outperforming the comments today. That's true. Facebook, you guys are, like, holding it strong. Well done. Um, YouTube, step up. <laughs> we love you, YouTubers. Hmm. Um, but here's how you handle. How do you handle self-induced pressure? Hmm. Well, the first thing you do is what we were talking about before. You confess it. Yeah. Lord, you allow him to reveal it to you. And then as soon as you see it, just confess it right then and there. You don't have to do a great big ceremony and light incense and wave some flags and spin around. Like you literally just say it. Lord, I've been messing mm. up. I need you. I need your forgiveness. Mm. I need your I need your help. Kevin, I, I know Kevin Nowicki, you're listening. You're you're faithful to watch. I know mm. you're there. Mm. <laughs> um, but I love you for commenting. Thank you. Mm. So you confess it. The second thing is you receive forgiveness mm. and cleansing from that. Yeah. Don't say it. Don't let the enemy keep you in a place of condemnation because yeah. that's yeah. a lot of times where the demonic pressure will come from yeah. is we recognize we've missed it. And then the enemy. And then pressure comes. Yes. Then the enemy sees an open door and he's mm. like, mm. I'm going to help that be real bad. Yeah. Romans 8, 1. There's therefore now no condemnation, yeah. no pressure and weight for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Don't, don't accept that. That's mm -hmm. something you've got to resist. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's the next one? Uh, pressure of the flesh or uh, the next in that list? Refuse anxiousness. Sorry. Yeah. Refuse anxiousness. Philippians 4. 8. 8. 7. 7. I don't know. I think it's 6. Philippians <laughs> 4, 6. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, with pray through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving is one of the greatest pressure relievers. You yeah. know, it, it's it's like there's a lot of pressure built up. It's that valve that releases the pressure. You yeah. Know? With thanksgiving, make your requests known to God, and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true. Sorry, am I getting ahead? No, you're good. Go. Uh, refuse anxiousness. Pray and be thankful continual fellowship with the Lord, you know, being in that fellowship, always seeking him. That's, that's a pressure reliever right there. And then uh, it says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, uh, whatever is commendable. If there's anything of excellence or worthy of praise, think on these things. Yeah. Think on these things. Yeah. So number one was confess. Number two is receive forgiveness and cleansing. Mm -hmm. Number three, refuse anxiousness. Yeah. Number four, pray and be thankful. Mm -hmm. Have that fellowship with God. Number five, receive his peace. Yeah. Receive his peace, not yeah. condemnation. Receive mm -hmm. the yeah. peace of God. Going yeah. back to the earlier part of Philippians 4, uh, mm -hmm. 6 through 7, then the peace of God yeah. will come upon you, and it will guard <laughs> your minds. That's what we need to be doing is guarding yeah. our minds, and the Holy Spirit helps us do that through yeah. his peace. Yeah. And then the sixth thing is take thoughts captive. Mm -hmm. Boy, howdy, yeah. take thoughts captive. Yeah. <laughs> And think only on Phil. Yep, Phil. Phil period for eight. Yeah. Think only on <laughs> Phil for eight. Instead of writing out all of Philippians, I put Phil. Yeah. Period. Sorry if that confused you. <laughs> but yeah, no, take every thought captive and make it obey Christ. Yeah. That's what that one verse is. Take your thoughts captive and make it obey Christ. Mm -hmm. That's submit to God and resist the devil. Amen. Every thought that enters into my head, I'm going to be very intentional with the thoughts that I allow to circulate through my head. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... You know, never fall into like the trap that, oh, it's just a thought. It's not that big of a deal. It, like the, the enemy is going to try to put thoughts into your head and it's up to you whether you 
to choose what thoughts am I going to take captive and make it obey Christ, nail it to the cross, you know, or what thoughts am I going to choose to meditate on and dwell on and yeah. dwell on and dwell on? Because if I keep thinking on things that add pressure and cause anxiety and cause fear and cause stress and all those things, if I continue to, to dwell on these things, pressure is going to come and it's going to overtake me. But I can take those thoughts and smash them down and be like, no, I'm not going to dwell on that right now. I'm going to replace those thoughts with what God said in his word. Amen. So the types of pressure that, you know, the word kind of shows us are in there. The first one that we talked about was demonic pressure. Mm -hmm. yeah. The second one that we're finishing talking about right now is self-induced pressure. Mm -hmm. And the third one is pressure on the flesh. This is an exciting one. Like this yeah. one, this is a good one yeah. because before we get into it, just real quick, we, and we don't have time to do a great big full teaching on it. Yeah. Pastor's done that before. Go back and watch it. Well, maybe we can find it and link it. But we're a three-part being. We're a three-part being. If you are, well, not just if you, every person is a three-part being. But if you're born again, here's how it works. You are a, are a body. Like you have a body. You have a flesh. You have a soul. And your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. And you are a spirit man. And if you're born again, <laughs> your spirit is linked with God's. Mm -hmm. And so if you're born again, you are his child. Yeah. Well, what does the word tell us that God does with his children? The word says, and we'll get to it in a little bit, God disciplines those that he loves. Mm -hmm. Well, the flesh part of us mm. is not born again. The flesh part of us is tied into the corrupted is the corrupted world system. So the flesh does not like being disciplined. It doesn't mm. like it. Yeah. And a lot of times when God's disciplining us, it's like we feel God is persecuting me. I'm just being, I'm pressed and I'm crushed. I am persecuted. Like God, it's moan, groan, whatever. But truly God's forming us into what he wants us to look like. So this type of pressure yeah. is not one to resist. This is a type of pressure to be excited about. Yeah. Like truly, I'm, I'm not putting on right now of well, Barrett seems happy. I like this one because this mm -hmm. one means I'm growing. Yeah. This one means God's loving on me. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, picture it this way. If you go to a gym and you're working out pumping iron, you know, and uh, several hours later you wake up the next day and everything hurts. Everything hurts. I don't like this. Why didn't I do this? You know, everything hurts. Uh, well, what's happening? When you were lifting those weights, what was happening is your muscles were tearing. Mm -hmm. your, as, and as your muscles are tearing, you know, it might, your flesh, your physical body, this is just a physical illustration, your physical body is, 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 is ripping and it doesn't feel nice. You wake yeah. up the next morning and as your body is repairing itself, it's repairing itself stronger. Yeah. And, you know, it, you know, you're developing more muscle, but it doesn't feel good at the moment but what's happening is you're getting stronger yeah and so like there are moments that might not feel good on your physical flesh but what's happening is is through this process you're getting stronger through yeah. this process you're growing through this process this is why James can say consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds yeah. how can I, how can I be in the middle of this and be happy about it because I'm getting stronger yeah I'm growing I, I, I'm developing my spirit man when I'm putting actively putting to death the deeds of the flesh. Yeah. Well, how is a diamond made? Mm -hmm. You know, it has pressure mm -hmm. put upon it. It was once a piece of coal, but with the yeah. right pressure and mm -hmm. fire and refinement, yeah. it becomes a diamond that we yeah. wear that we wear. We 
when we allow the pressing of our flesh to mold us into the person God wants us to be, mm. that far outweighs any momentary discomfort that our mm. flesh feels. Mm. You know, it, my verse for years was Hebrews 12, 11, for all discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. You know, discipline to your flesh will not feel good. Yeah. It will feel sorrowful. Mm. It will feel painful. That's mm. what the New American Standard says. Uh, it seems not to be pleasant, but painful. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it says it right there. You're not going to enjoy how it feels. Yet to those who have been trained by it, yeah. afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. After we've been molded by yeah. God, after we've been pressed, yeah. our flesh has been pressed, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. God yeah. is not an author of pain. He's the God that says, yeah. I know your flesh isn't going to like this. Mm -hmm. However, what I'm doing is molding you into the most effective believer that you yeah. could possibly be. And so your flesh may be throwing a temper tantrum, but the real spirit you... That's why I was smiling earlier, like watching. Okay. So for example, watching buddy get corrected, like in the middle of a sermon is one of my favorite things to see happen. Cause the first time it ever took place, I looked over and I don't know, I don't even remember what it was, but like a point had hit buddy, like a point of correction. And he grinned so big and he just sat there laughing. And I knew what the laugh was. It was my flesh hates this, but my <laughs> spirit's so excited because mm -hmm. I'm going to grow now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's what should be happening to us. Our spirit should be excited about it. Mm -hmm. Even though our flesh hates it, yeah. it's, I'm growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, what we're not saying is, because, like, I can picture someone being like, you said at the beginning, God doesn't apply pressure, sure. but now you're saying God's applying pressure. Sure. He's not a, see, he's, God is not applying pressure. What he's doing is he's, he's saying, hey, this is how you grow. And yeah. my flesh that doesn't like God and doesn't, you know, that my, yeah. my flesh man, you know, that wants to do what I want to do. Let, let's say, you know, I like having a steady diet of Mountain Dew and, you know, <laughs> zebra cakes. And I really enjoy that. My flesh likes it because it tastes good and my flesh enjoys it. But I'm killing myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm literally killing myself. <laughs> And for someone to come up to me and say, hey, stop it. <laughs> stop it now. My flesh likes these zebra cakes. You know, that, what is that person doing? They're not trying to make my life more pressured right. and miserable. They're trying to make my life better. And they're trying to keep me from dying at like 20, 28. Right. You know, they, they want my life to be better. So they're not, well, you know, stop it, stop it. But like, hey, I love you. Stop. Yeah. please so that you don't die see that like yeah you actually read I, I love the new living translation how it quotes jeremiah 23 where god where god, or jeremiah 3 where god comes up and uh and 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 is literally saying to israel i wanted nothing more than to bless you yeah. i wanted nothing more than to lead you into this the, into this promised land this land fill, flowing with milk and honey i wanted nothing more but you rebelled against me and because yeah. of that you reaped the consequences of your actions so when god is disciplining us it's not like he's just throwing, you know, lightning bolts from heaven and just striking us and adding all this weight. No, he's saying, hey, 
make a course correction so that your life can be better yeah. and but my flesh is like but I like what I've been doing yeah and the pre and that's where that's what the pressure of the flesh is it's not pressure from God it's pressure that I'm putting on myself saying but I want to keep my things you know yeah I want to keep my sin I want to keep you know my zebra cakes I want to keep you know these things when all the while God is saying but I want to keep you yeah you know I want you that's kept good. I want you strong I want you mighty I want you equipped for every good work if all you're doing is eating mountain dew and zebra cakes you're gonna be just physically weak and miserable so that so that you know let's say further an down 8, the road thousand pounds <laughs> yeah and eight thousand pounds so if god wants to send you you know send you so out soul winning and you can't even fit through the door valid you know what i mean like god wants us to be fully equipped for every good work and so that's what the discipline is doing it's not adding pressure i'm the one adding my own pressure mm -hmm. but if 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 i choose to hold on to the yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I've heard it said, I think this was pastor, if it takes you more than five seconds to give something over to God, then then it's too, then it's, what, what was it? That it, you that don't it have has, that thing, it that has thing you. has you. Yeah. So, so this is what discipline does. It exposes the areas in my life where I'm not fully submitted to God. Yeah. It exposes the things that have me that shouldn't have me. Yeah. And so, and so that's why you can consider pure joy because now, praise God, all I can do is grow from here if I choose to put to death the deeds of the flesh yeah. and walk by the spirit. Well, and the real you isn't the flesh. Yeah. You're not your body. Mm -hmm. You are your spirit man. Yeah. So the spirit man, the one that's excited about receiving the correction, redirection, and discipline of the Lord, that's the real you. That's why we can say God doesn't add pressure to you. Yeah. You're not your flesh. Your yeah. flesh has that corruption in it. Yeah. And, you know, it says in Jeremiah, <laughs> Jeremiah 18 is where it talks about, you know, the potter and the clay, and he's talking about molding Israel. But there's that verse that says the vessel just going to this one verse, honing in on it, but you can read the whole context. It says the vessel that the potter was making was spoiled in the hand of the potter. Mm -hmm. He remade it into another vessel as it pleased the potter to make. As it pleased the potter to make. We can keep it on this shot for a little bit. Um, when we are yielded to the Lord, mm -hmm. we don't have options. Yeah. Period. We're not our own. Mm -hmm. We're not our own, but yeah. our Lord loves us so much that when we trust the yeah. potter to mold the clay, mm -hmm. like what intelligence does the clay have? You know what? I'm going to become a vase and I'm just going to grow in. Like yeah. the clay can do nothing on its own, yeah. but the potter, the yeah. potter understands the type of material that yeah. he's working with. Yeah. The, like think if you're using cheap Play-Doh versus whatever fine China is made of, like one of those is going to be able to do significantly more than the other one. Mm -hmm. And the Lord understand, but the Lord understands how to cultivate the best out of both substances. Mm -hmm. And he knows how to build. He knows how to make it. Mm -hmm. But if we just assume, like if I have a whole bunch mm -hmm. of Luke's Play-Doh and I think to myself, I'm going to make some nice dishes. Okay, they're going to break in like a second. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not going to last. Yeah. God understands how to mold it. And he remakes the vessels as it pleases him to make them. Mm -hmm. He knows the plans that he has for us, plans yeah. for good work and full of hope and full <laughs> of a future. Jeremiah 29, 11, he's good. And his vision is what we need to be going after. Our flesh won't like it 
ever. But that's why our yeah. spirit man, we can then control the flesh by saying, shut yeah. up flesh. Yeah. I'm going to yield to what the Lord tells me to do. And I'm then going to be turned into a vessel of honorable yeah. use. God's going to use me so that I am a reserved vessel, yeah. a reserved vessel. I'm not just going to be a common thing that people use and throw away. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be a throwaway plate. I'm going to be a piece of fine china. Yeah. Put that in the comments. I'm not going to be a disposable plate. I'm going to be a piece of fine china mm -hmm. because God's building me. Yeah. And that's what happens when there's pressure on the flesh. You become that diamond. You become that piece of China. You become that reserved, yeah. honorable thing mm -hmm. that God designed because he loves you and he wanted you the most blessed that you could be. Yeah. First uh, Timothy 2.21, I was just looking it up real quick. It's talking about vessels of honor and mm -hmm. dishonor. A lot of people read that verse and say, oh, well, God chooses what's going to be honorable and what's going to be dishonorable. No, actually in First uh, Timothy 2.21, like literally Paul, Paul is saying to Timothy, uh, if you cleanse yourself of this, yeah. if you put this down, you'll become a vessel of honor, mm -hmm. not of dishonor. So as I put uh, to death my flesh, I'll be a vessel of honor. And, and basically what we've been talking about, how do we overcome yeah. this, this flesh? Uh, we don't reject the Lord's discipline. Yeah. And we yield to his molding. So, yeah. hey, my flesh doesn't like this, God, but I'm going to yield and submit to you. Yep. I might not understand what in the world's going on right now, but I'm going to yield and I'm going to submit to you. And as I do that, I know you're going to strengthen me and I'm, I'm going higher. There's Amen. no other choice. Amen. And so regardless of the type of pressure, as we're wrapping up, regardless of what type of pressure you've been facing, whether it's been demonic pressure, whether it's been self-induced, whether it's been pressure on your flesh, no matter what, there's hope, mm -hmm. period. Through all of that, the common theme is God delivers his people. Yeah. God's plans are perfect. Yeah. And when we're submitted to God, when we resist the devil and we're submitted to him, mm -hmm. we come through it all. All of it. God always leads us to triumph in Christ. Yeah. Always producing through us a sweet aroma mm -hmm. of the knowledge of God. Always, no matter what we're in, we can go through. Yeah. Period. Amen. Amen. Second uh, Corinthians 4, 8 through 10 says this. We are afflicted in every way. You've probably heard we have pressed on all sides. Mm -hmm. Pressed on all sides, but we're not crushed. Yeah. We're perplexed, but not despaired. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. So like in all of this, he's saying, hey, there might be pressures co coming at me, but it's not going to crush me. Yeah. Uh, you know, we might be confused, but we're not afraid or despair. We're yeah. not, we're not in, in all this anxiety and fear because we don't understand. No, he, he says we're, we're, uh, aban we're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. Right. So like God's never left me nor forsaken me, no matter what other people say or do to me. Because one of the greatest pressures you might feel is from other people. Yeah. You know, other people are pushing you. Hey, you got to make a decision uh, now. You got you to figure this out now. Now, if the Lord has told me to do something, I'm not going to make a decision. Yeah. You know, people can be pushing you. Family could be pressing you. No, it doesn't, you know, like you need to do this now. You need to make this decision. No, I'm going to wait till I hear from the Lord, you know. Um, uh, anyway, struck down, but not destroyed. You, you might have faced a blow, but you're not going to be destroyed because God's with you. Always carrying around in the body the, di the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus might also be revealed in our body. Yeah. So we might be feeling pressures, but no, my life is not going to, to be an example of death. My life's not going to be an example of pain and, oh, life's so difficult and hard. No, my, 
my life is going to be revealing yeah. the life of Jesus. My life is not going to re just reveal the cross. It's going to reveal the resurrection. Yeah. My life is going to point people to the reality that Jesus is alive. Amen. Amen. And so in James 1, 2 through 4, mm. wrapping this up. This is like, I think, one of the most famous verses for yeah. any sort of hardship yeah. or trial. <laughs> but truly, when pressure comes, mm -hmm. think of this. When pressure comes, consider it all joy. Yeah. When pressure comes, consider it all joy, my mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. Yeah. When you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. You don't have to tolerate pressure. You can actually move out of pressure mm -hmm. through your faith. Yeah. The situation, God didn't cause it, but if you're in it, God has given you a supply of faith to go through it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. In Psalm 23, you're going to walk through yeah. the pressure mm -hmm. of, you know, demonic oppression, self-induced pressure, whatever. You can get through that with yeah. Jesus and yeah. consider it joy mm -hmm. when you see yourself in it because yeah. you're producing endurance inside of you. You're yeah. not going to quit. You're not going to quit. You're going to keep going yeah. and let endurance have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Mm -hmm. Don't fear anything. Yeah. Put that pressure in its place. Yeah. Identify the voice of where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Is it coming from the enemy? Is it coming from myself? Or is this a pressure on my flesh that, you know what? It's not even pressure. It's correction. And my flesh is throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. Know the voice of God. And if it's his voice, yield. Mm -hmm. But if it's not his voice, resist that sucker. Put it in its place yeah. and let the enemy Flee from you because of your submission, your perfect submission yeah. to the God who loves you. Mm -hmm. You can come through anything. Yeah. Count it all joy because either the enemy's going to run away from you or you're going to be buffer than the rock. Like you're about to be the most jacked Christian ever because you're going to use this instead of fearing it. You're going to bench press that situation. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be scared of you. I'm mm -hmm. going to use you to make me stronger mm -hmm. and I'm going to get through the other side. Yeah. Right now, the grace to overcome any pressure yeah. that might be in your life that you might be even feeling right now, the grace to overcome yep. and to win is right here right now. Yeah. Because all these scriptures that, that we've shared, you know, all, all these things that we talked about, it's evidence that the grace is available for you to walk in it. Yeah. Uh, for you to overcome the temptation, for you to overcome the pressure, for you to overcome, you know, the fear and anxiety and what's going on and how am I going to yeah. get through this. The grace is available. God's offering it to you right now. Pray it out. And um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Father, right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the grace to overcome. Father, thank you. Put that in the comments. Thank you, Father, for the grace to overcome. God, thank you for the grace to overcome the pressures. Father, thank you for the grace to overcome uh, the flesh. Father, thank you for the grace to overcome any demonic attack that might be yeah. trying to come against our viewers right now. Father, thank you for that grace. Right now, in Jesus' name, we put off yeah. heaviness. We put off pressure. We put it off, and we put on easy and light in Jesus' name. Father, right now, whatever uh, our viewers might be going through, right now, I just pray, Lord, that you will give them the grace to walk in joy, to consider yeah. pure joy, yeah. uh, whatever they're facing, because they know that they're only going higher from here. Father, thank you that every opportunity uh, that we might face is an opportunity to go higher. 
Every pressure we faith is just, face is just an opportunity to yeah, grow. Thank you, Father. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord, for giving them wisdom, God. For giving them wisdom to decipher and to discern what's from you and what's not from you. Father, thank you for that the eyes of their understanding are enlightened. God, thank you, Father, thank for giving you, them Father. a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Thank you right Lord. here, right now. And, Father, thank you that the chains are broken yeah. now. Father, thank you that the bondages are being broken you, right Father. here and right now. Yeah. We call it into being. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I wasn't at all trying to tell you what to do. I just wanted to let you know I had nothing further to say and to go. No, I got you. No, no, no. I was getting ready to do that, and you're like, pray it. I'm like, okay. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> but amen. You can live free of yeah. pressure. Amen. And if you just received the prayer that Buddy just prayed over you, put some hands up in the comments and say, I'm walking free from pressure now. Mm. Not just today, yeah. right now. This moment. Let yeah. this moment be your moment yeah. of, I'm going to let stuff roll off my back. Yeah. I'm not going to give in to pressure. I yeah. won't move. Yeah. I will be led solely by the Spirit of yeah. God. And the mm. Spirit of God is peace. And so as we're wrapping up, you know, this broadcast is free. It's a gift to you because we love you and we believe yeah. in you. We truly, we believe in you because the Lord believes in you. Mm -hmm. You know, when God looks at you, he doesn't see a mess up. He doesn't see a failure. He sees the hope of Christ in you. Yeah in you. The hope of Jesus lives in you. And so when he's looking at you, he sees potential. He sees what can be, including in the realm of your finances. Yeah. You know, that's a cool thought. I don't know if I've thought that before. God looks at you and sees potential in your finances. Mm. He sees what seed you have available in your hands yeah. and he sees the potential of what can be done with that seed. Mm -hmm. Right now, in this moment, you have something that the Lord has made available to you if you desire to be a giver. And maybe before this moment, you've never even known that you're supposed to be a giver. God so loved that he gave. And if we're his, we so love that we give. And the word tells us that God provides seed to the sower. Anybody who desires to be a sower, he provides seed for that. So right now, if you've heard this word and you said, Lord, I'm going to live free from pressure. I'm going to live free from oppression. I'm going to live in the freedom of God. And you want to partner with that word. If you want to invest in it and make it yours today, one of the easiest things you can do is demonstrate the love of God and allow God to move in your finances by partnering with his word. You can do that through sowing. Mm -hmm. It's one of the easiest ways and quickest ways to invest in the word of God is with your finances mm -hmm. because where your treasure is, that is where your heart also is. Mm -hmm. So you can demonstrate that your treasure is the word of God by investing your money in the word of God. So today, if you want to sow and to partner yeah. with this ministry, you are able and welcome to do yeah. so. We've made it super easy. You can do it on a variety of platforms. You can go to PayPal. You can go to our website, giveww.org. You can do Cash App. You, If you're on Facebook, you can do what Kevin just did and do hashtag donate followed by the dollar amount. There's a variety of ways to give. Text to give a whole bunch of stuff. You could also even send a check to the church. We have people who will do that and who will send cash. We don't discriminate. We've literally had people actually give us chickens before. Like we've had people bring offerings of chicken eggs before and cucumbers and stuff like that because they were farmers. Like Live chickens? Live chickens. We had, I think, uh, three or five. I don't remember. But live chickens given to the church before. Mm -hmm. And 
That's awesome because it demonstrated their livelihood. They mm. said, Lord, what do I have to sow? Mm. And they sowed their animals. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. So right now, just ask God, God, I want to demonstrate to you that I'm a giver. I want to demonstrate to you my love for you. What do I have available to me to give right now? And just let him speak to you. It could be money. It could be your time. It could be a possession, but just let him speak it to you. And then whatever he says to do, do that thing. No matter what, if it's big, Maybe it's going to feel pressing on your flesh because it's going to be a bigger amount. Maybe it's going to be pressing on your flesh because it's going to be a smaller amount. No matter what it is, allow God to press your flesh today to stretch you into the blessed of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because that's what he's doing through sowing is he is taking the potential seed in your hand and he wants you to be known as the blessed of God, rich with no sorrow added to it. So if you feel led to sow today, you're welcome to. We want to pray over the seed sown. We have people who are sowing right now. We have people who are sowing on platforms that we can't see and people in the future who are going to sow. So right now, Lord, bless every seed sown. Bless the sower now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we call their seed blessed. But God, you see the seed and you see its full potential. We see a limited. You see potential. So Lord, in the name name of Jesus, let this seed today reach its full potential in Christ. Let it reach its full potential in Christ. Let it not be limited. Let it reach its full potential and manifestation in the name of Jesus. We call the seed blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let it return back to them so much, God, that it's overwhelming. Let it come back so much and so quickly, God, in the name of Jesus, that people have to look for areas to give their money an abundant harvest to because they've got too much because you're a too much God. You're an abundant God. You are a full potential God. The blessing to make rich and adding no sorrow to it Let it be on today's seed sown in the name of Jesus. Let that anointing be on those seeds and on the sowers whose lives they represent in Jesus mighty name. Let it be so quickly, quickly, quickly in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Yep. I, I like, I felt that like I'm quiet. Cause like, I felt that when, when the Lord prayed out, reach his full potential, there are some seeds that are being sown today that had the Lord not declared that may not have reached its full potential, but God spoke over those things and said, not me, Barrett, the spirit of the Lord said, they're going to reach their full potential. So as you're sowing, place faith on the word, place faith on his character and nature and on what the word says a seed can do and expect a full harvest quickly coming back to you. I'm excited about it. I'm sowing when we hand it over to Marky. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. This has been a powerful word. Yeah. It's been a powerful word. If this has meant anything to you, make sure you share it. Get Amen. the word out. Uh, but, guys, we will see you tomorrow. Pastor's going to be back. I'm believing. Amen. Um, and <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, we'll see. But we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, we'll hand it over to Mark. Yes. Thank you for joining us. That was a powerful word. And if that blessed you, like they said, Share it. Share it with your friends, with your family, with strangers. I don't know. Share it with everybody. 
and like this uh, video today and uh, yeah do all the things the liking things and stuff that helps that helps us get the word to people and that's our heart here on the lunch plus broadcast is to get the word to people so as you do those things as you just like even like the video you're helping get the word out to a lost world that needs Jesus so thank you so much for your support in sharing the broadcast and tomorrow tomorrow um, I have a question do you, do you like the Bible <laughs> you should say yes do you like money yes I think so then tomorrow's broadcast is for you because we have Bible trivia where you talk about the Bible and get money for it which is pretty epic and then we have top five I keep saying wanting to say top ten top five what is it gonna be about I don't know is it gonna be interesting is probably is there gonna be some debating probably it's gonna be exciting so make sure you come back tomorrow to see us for Wednesday and have a great day bye bye